worldwide. Word. Come on, y'all. Let's fuck up. Take it over, wave your frequency. It's Miss J in the morning. Today's episode features the newest trailblazing voice of soul, none other than Jasmine Sullivan. Yes, and on today's show, it's a special double feature. You'll get to hear an exclusive interview with a genius on For the Record and followed up by Jasmine Sullivan's very own Tiny Desk home concert. Jasmine Sullivan has made her way back, knowing her from back in the day, busting windows out of cars, to a grown woman now saying, you know what, you ain't even worth all that. Come pick up your feelings. The Tiny Desk concert features a special guest, her, y'all know that artist, y'all know Miss J love her too, but these two women are coming together with amazing vocals, highlighting the power, the strength, the soul of Jasmine Sullivan. The world is singing her name after she steps forward on 2021's most talked about moments to date, the Super Bowl. Jasmine Sullivan did her thing. If you haven't seen it yet, I suggest you go back Get from up under that rock and check out Jasmine Sullivan at the Super Bowl, as well as her. All of these women doing amazing things. Celebrating Jasmine Sullivan today, I know, is exactly what you need to get you up, to get you going, to get you connected. Now, things that are talked about and the music has some explicit language. So to y'all youngsters, wait for next time. (laughs) This one right here is for the grown women right here on Miss J in the morning. What's up geniuses? Welcome back to For the Record. I'm your host Rob Markman and as we look forward to all of the dope music that 2021 will bring, We already have our first project of the year that has us captivated, that has us hit and repeat, that has us on IG with all the captions, okay? When Jasmine Sullivan dropped Hotels on January 8th, she delivered unfiltered doses of truth track by track. And today she's here to talk about it. Jasmine Sullivan, welcome to Genius. Hey, what's up? (laughs) I feel like coming right into the new year is is such a, it's a slow time kind of for our industry and for the music industry. And, and. A lot of times we don't get much. Like, it, you know, we start to ram up. And I think as soon as the ball dropped, you came and you hit us with hotels. And you just got everybody. I think you started conversation. Um, you got us singing. You got us in our feelings. You got the, the battle of the sexes going back and forth. You really <laughs> just affected the culture. Um, were you expecting that when you dropped? Not at all. Um, this project started out very personal. I was having conversations with girlfriends, with family members. So it meant something to me to have these conversations, but I did not know when I put the project out that people were going going to respond in this way. So 
I'm super happy. I feel super blessed. And um, I just feel like it was just a good time for these conversations to be happening, really. So your last um, album that you gave us was Reality Show back in 2015. Um, and then you come with this new um, project, an EP, um, Hotels. When did the light bulb go off in your head, like in between that time? Um, when did just the, the, the creation light bulb go off your head? Like, oh, I, I know what I want to do. Well, never, to be honest. Um, Like two years ago, I had met um, with my A&R and the CEO of RCA, and we were talking about, you know, where we were going to go next. And I was really nervous. Like, I had no idea what I wanted the project to sound like. I think I was feeling a lot of the pressure from coming off a reality show and wanting it to be equally as amazing. So we came up with the idea to do a concept project because... Uh, the way I write usually is very visual, like you can see it. Um, and it just took a, lo- a little bit of the pressure off by making it a concept project, making it an EP. But like I had the hardest time at that time coming up with everything. Like I, I was going through writer's block. I was going through singer's block. Everything that I was used to be able to do do fairly easy was not at all. So I never really had a moment where I was like, oh, this is hot. This is this is the right move or anything. I, I I um I never had that moment. It was it was it was a difficult uh process, definitely. I think for creatives that that watch this is this is dope conversation for them to hear, right? Because I, look, I mean what you delivered was brilliant. So like the stars aligned and something clicked whether whether you had the moment or or not. Um how were you able to trust yourself in the creative process to know that that maybe if you didn't even feel that aha in your heart that you had something that was worth for us listening to man um i had to pray because i really was in a bad space space like i was crying i was like calling my friends and like pouring my heart out because the thing that i was used to being able to do at, at the very least was sing and then at the very least write um my feelings and i couldn't do that so at some point i really had to kind of just trust God, firstly, and trust myself to just keep going. I think a lot of the times when things don't happen the way we want it to happen or that we're used to happening, we kind of shut down and we say, you know what, never mind. But you have to kind of, you have to go through that process and you got to cry through that process. And you got to, sometimes it's painful, but you still have to keep moving. And that's basically what happened. I just kept going. And when I could write another verse, an extra verse to a song, I added that. When I couldn't, I let it go and I moved on to something different, but the process never stopped. You spoke with us, Genius, a couple of months ago on our Verify series about Lost One. And, and mm. even that, when we got that, you know, obviously it was a single, it was a prelude to the project. I just didn't know. I didn't know we were going to get I didn't know it was going to lead to this. Like, you knew it was going to lead to something great, but I didn't see this coming. But you, you said something interesting in that interview. You talked about your writing process, at least for that song, and how typically it's this free-flowing process where when you start, you might not know what you're going to write, but you start and then the story just unfolds. Mm-hmm. How much of this album worked like that for you versus the block that you're talking about? I mean, that's pretty much what happened. Like, you know, I start not really knowing what I'm going to do and then it kind of unfolds. And the difference is is that it didn't quite unfold fully all the way at one time. But, you know, as I I worked my way through that. But, you know, it just depends on on the time and, and the song and what it means to me at the time. If it, if it resonates to me in a more personal way, it might be a little easier to get get it out as opposed to if it's a story 
um, coming from somebody else's point of view or, you know, trying to speak in that way. Okay. And then, uh, you know, ultimately, we'll get into some individual songs and those other stories because it, it's not just your story, but but we, we meet and learn from a lot of women, different women on, on this album, um, on this project. What did you discover about yourself? Like when it's all done, right? When you turn it in and, and, and you put it out, did you go through some growth like as an artist or did you discover something about yourself that you didn't previously know before? I definitely did to trust the process, man, because like I said, it was moments that I could have just scrapped it and been like, you know, this is not happening as fast as I wanted to. This is not happening in the way that I'm used to. And I don't even want to continue to try. Let's do something different. Um, but like, you really got to trust the process and see something through. And um, I definitely learned that. And also, you know, not you don't even know how big something is. You you, but you have to keep going because you just don't know what it's going to be at the end. It's it's so funny to hear you say that because the writing, everything about this seems so intentional. You know what I'm saying? It's so like master plan. So I'm glad it came together like that. But um, it's interesting to hear you talk about it. I did know that I wanted it to to be conceptual. I did know that I wanted to include. Um, the tales and the stories and the conversations that I have with my girlfriend. So I had that much, but as far as like the actual making of the songs, that was um, difficult for me. The tales to me were the meat of the project. That's that's what I was most excited about um, presenting and people hearing. And I know people don't like interludes and, you know, that, that was uh, a lot to kind of present even on itself not knowing how people were going to take that. But to me, they were so important. And um, I I kind of pushed for it. I pushed for all of them to be on there because I just felt like it was special to the project. It it, it meant something. It it was perfect. And I, and I can imagine, you, you know, obviously as a listener and a fan of music is just a dope piece of art, right? Um, as a woman, I, I, I assume, and I feel like a lot of women can relate. As a man, it, it gives us a... a, a a chance to maybe eavesdrop in on conversations that we're not privy to, the things that, that y'all say when y'all amongst each other. Like, I learned a lot just listening to it. Like, yes, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, feel, like do, I don't know if men know that we we love the day. I mean, <laughs> we love it like y'all love, you know, like y'all love us. Um, and sometimes it makes us do crazy things. And um, I think it's it was good for obviously seeing the differences that um, about men and women, but also like there are some things that we do and we think alike. And um, the Ari tale for me was a way I feel like y'all connected. Like we, we was, you know, we was here with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah, now Ari, and, and, and you know, uh, we just love her. She's been the genius many times, obviously with fans of her, because uh, again, there, there's no filter or what, you know, I, I was actually surprised when she filtered herself. She said, if I told you who it was, like, Google would tell you he wasn't the one, da da da. Like, I was like, oh, I'm surprised she, she stopped herself there because Ari would just give it to you. I, I'm glad she did. Nobody need to know. Nah. All your business. You just yeah. tell me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you and fill in the rest. What did the whole say? I tell you half the story, the rest you fill it in. That's okay. it. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was it like working with her? Were y'all, were y'all able to get together and, and work together on, on it? Or. No, man, I, I I I actually missed that process with everybody, obviously, because of COVID. So I met her. She came, she actually pulled up to my house. 
So we got a chance to chill and like get to know each other. So we all had already had like a connection. So when I heard her vocals, it probably sound like we were together, but that's because I got a chance to meet her and vibe with her. And I really, really just think she's dope. And I, I love her. We both Aries too. So, um, but we did that separately. The song I did with her was separate in Anderson. Yeah. Nah, that, you know, and I, and I say that, and I assume that, and obviously COVID prevents us from just being together in general. But I had to ask the question because when you listen to the song, y'all sound so in sync with each other. Y'all are totally on the same page. It was like, yo, was they together? That was, she sent me that track. So she had like pretty much all her vocals done. So it was just really for me just to listen to and kind of find my spots and find where I could fit in. And I'm, I really look at myself almost as like a producer because I, the way I think like, I'm the type of person that if I feel like I'm not the right fit for something, it could be the biggest opportunity for me. And I'll, I'll be like, nah, that's not really, that's not going to make it better. So I'm all about like making something better and, and the big picture. So even with um, a song or whatever, I'm trying to find the best way to kind of flow in there with her so that we both, you know, everybody's being complimented that's on the project. When you got it, was there any, I mean, obviously it's the perfect song, but you was like, oh, we going here? Like, was there yes. a process of that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Um, so I don't do songs like that. So that's, that's not like, I'm, I'm not like really the sexy song type of girl, but I realized that the project needed that moment and Ari is super duper sexy. Uh, but when she says spit on it, <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, wait. So I had like pushed back a little bit. I was like, can we change the line, please? Can we, can we make a different spit on it? And she was, at first she was like, all right, she was trying to think of something different to say. And then finally she was like, no, I really think spit on it is just the right type of ratchet. And I was like, all right, all right, I'm going to just trust you. So I added, you know, my part on spit on it. But I'm glad because I, I think um, that it just added to the boldness of the song, period. Like it's a song where you kind of just saying exactly what it is, what you feel. And I don't think um, people hear that type of um aggression really especially from a woman on on a song and then sang the way we sang it which was damn near gospely which i thought was funny when i was recording it i was sitting there laughing i'm like i'm gonna sing this joint so churchy because it's so it's <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> to be sitting on here ripping and running while you saying sit on it but it was a good compliment i think that that's amazing that was actually my my next question because you did you tweeted out that this is the most Gospel nasty ass song ever made, yes. and and the juxtaposition of gospel and, and there's a few gospel moments on this album. Even I, I think maybe it's Donna's Tale, if I'm mm -hmm. not mistaken, where we have the church organs behind her. Like mm -hmm. there's some real gospel elements that might make the church ladies gasp a little bit when they hear the, it. The church, I'm a church lady. The church ladies know exactly what this project <laughs> is about, baby. <laughs> And everybody does, okay? These are normal feelings that everybody feel. But the church aspect is because that's how I grew up. Like, I grew yeah. up in a Baptist church. And, um, you know, sometimes I feel like even secular music can be a little spiritual. And, and um, I felt like Donna was preaching. It may not have been the gospel, but she was preaching some things, she was spitting some things and letting, um, you know, the women that she was talking to know some things. I just felt like that was a good compliment. And 
And also with the song, I just thought it was funny to really sing, sing, sing it while talking about what we were talking about. Yeah, no, it is dope. I, I think I think just the the mix of it, because good music feel good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it and, feels good, exactly. And at, and at the end of the day, we could all kind of lie or present ourselves in a certain way, but when the lights go off and we in that bedroom, it's experiences yeah. that most of us can relate to, whether we talk about it or not. That's right. We all want to spit on it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or be spit on. You gonna get me in trouble? Uh, Listen. Okay. <laughs> um, you start the album with bodies with a. What I, what I like to call is, it, it, it's the perfect way to open your verse, right? A get it together bitch moment. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, again, a, a, as a man, just to sit back and kind of watch you. You know, it reminded me of of Insecure or sometimes when we see Issa talk to herself or, or, or something like that. Like, it was really like a scene in a movie. I just thought it was the perfect way to kind of start and open this thing. Um, what made you want to start with bodies? I like. I, I thought it was the perfect uh, intro, where you kind of really just talking to yourself, and um, you know, you found yourself in some shit, and you have to talk yourself into it and out of it. And and um, I feel like that's always something that I try to include in my projects is that kind of self awareness moment. Um, you know, it's easy to kind of blame everything on everybody else and say you did me wrong or you did this, but. The hard part, but the most important part is looking inward and being like, yo, it's not that person. It's not that. It's you. And you got to look at yourself and fix whatever that is before you move on past that. So that was the uh, self-reflection moment where you like kind of checking yourself. And something that occurred to me in listening to the project, because I, I like to listen to projects, like I'll put it on repeat, you know, and vibe out, um, you know, especially when I'm doing an interview or I know that I'm about to interview somebody. I just kind of want to hear it. In different places. So so I'll drive in the car and I'll let it repeat. And Girl Like Me is the last song on, on the project. And that one, like, it's kind of like you blaming the dude. Like, it ain't right how these hoes be winning. Why they be winning? No hope for a girl like me. How come they be winning? And I ain't want to be, but you going to make a hoe out of me. Like, it's kind of telling him all the shit you done put me through. I'm about to be on my bullshit. And it was interesting hearing that song, and when and when I let it loop, right after again, it went back to the beginning, and bodies played where it was, you know. And I don't know if that was intentional, but it, but it felt like girl like me and bodies were like two sides of the same coin to me, just the same thing from a different perspective, a, a little bit. You know what I mean? I can see that. Uh, I don't know if what what I was thinking when I chose um, girl like me to end. I know sonically, it just felt right to me to end that way, but I never listened to Girl Like Me going back into bodies. Um, but I think that all the songs kind of just feel like a revolving door because it really is just life and the way we think and life takes you up and down and through and through loops and, and stuff like that. So I think um, it's cool that right after you hear Girl Like Me, then you hear a bodies where, you know, she, basically she, she, became that hoe and you know you start doing it and and but now you question and kind of um you know yourself and your headspace and like kind of checking yourself so it was by it wasn't on purpose yeah <laughs> and you and you could tell me also feel free to tell me it's like nah that's not what I was intended you looking way too deep into this shit no it ain't no that yeah. well no that's that wasn't what I was thinking but right but but that is the way 
you know, life works. Like you, you know, you close one chapter, but it's not really closed. You like kind of keep moving and keep going. And you have to always kind of like at each moment, kind of just self check yourself, like wherever you at, whatever you're doing. So whatever your motivation is, make sure you take a minute and be like, okay, is this right? Where I'm at, I know why I got here, but is this right? Wow. What I'm doing is this right? So mm. it makes sense. I feel like you gave women, you know, so much to really hold hold on to with this album and, and so much to relate to. But the one lyric that I've seen men just latch on to, right? And wave around. You know where I'm going with it, right? Put it down, right? I got the check if he asked me, I pay his rent if he nasty. <laughs> did you know what that reaction was gonna be when you did it? You had you had to have known. Um, I thought it was funny. Uh I knew men would probably like that. I didn't know that the women was going to buck up so much like, oh no, we ain't paying his rent. I feel like that's a little bit of a front because I feel like, not necessarily that you pay your rent because I, I don't advocate that and I've never done that, but um, I, that was an exaggeration of the things that you will do for a man, you know, who kind of put it down or whatever. But the men, that's all they hear basically. <laughs> like They go right to that part and stay there. <laughs> I do feel like, at least on first listen, like when the album dropped, like it did feel like us men, that was the only takeaway that we got from this from this album was pay his rent if he nasty. Well, listen, <laughs> I, I'll, give, I'll give y'all one. Y'all hey. nasty, but I'll give y'all one. Hey. Let me hold the card too. I'll bring it back tomorrow. All of that. Like, <laughs> but nah, that, that that was so dope. And, and you know, I, I even seen, again, it, it started this... um kind of battle of the sexes. And I, and I think it was all in fun because then mm-hmm. the women brought up Future and, and the lines when Future may have been like, oh, I'll buy my lady this and I'll buy my lady that. Or so it was like, nah, y'all got to listen to Future. Like, y'all got to do it that way. So it, right. <laughs> it, it was real funny. Um, Price Tags is another one. You and Anderson Pop um, is an interesting record because, you know, on the surface it is what it is, right? But it really highlights, I think, how far apart, like, men and women could be when it's about money and relationships. Because at, Precious, for example, and, and her tale, when she talks about, you know, money makes me come and and, and this is what turns me on. Um, there's some who would turn their nose up at that, right? But I think there's just as many men, and this is my perspective, who use money to lure women until it all goes wrong, until... You know, and and I felt like what Anderson verse was because he started off tricking off a dollar, spending my hard earned. I'd rather get a purse than deal with the heartburn. So he willingly tricking off into the end when this please get out my house, I call the cops. I, I spent my final buck like he doesn't had it anymore. And I, I, you know, as, as much as I think, you know, you you could um, or men want to blame women or call them gold diggers or, or stuff like that. A lot of it is also how the men present themselves. And so they feel like they don't want to take it no more. Like that, the the just mental aspect between men and women on that record was amazing to me. Yeah. Um, first of all, I love Anderson, like period. He's just super dope. And I loved um, where he took the his verse. Um, he gave us so much to play around with. <laughs> we I wasn't even expecting all that. He was like, he was in. So he like went and took the story and represented for the men. But definitely, it's it's twofold. Everybody has their motivations and reasons why they do certain things. And I feel like on this particular record, you know, what we learned from the tale prior is is her motivation for why she's like that. Like so many of us judge um, 
the gold digger type of woman and you know we look at, we look down on her but you have to understand like somebody's story and why they do certain things and she she let you know that um it's because I didn't have anything growing up and I don't want to be in that position do y'all don't know what it feels like to be to lack and not have and I, I can't be in that position anymore. So anything that I do, I'm going to work my way from ever feeling that way. And as you say, and speaking for a man um, point of view, I would feel like they want to feel some type of love or they want to feel wanted. And so, you know, you kind of use what you have in a moment, right or wrong. You like, you, you use what you can to get to a, a place where you feel better. And that's what we all can um, understand. I feel like, is, you know, we all just trying to be happy at the end of the day. So like, let's not judge each other so harshly for the decisions that we make. Obviously you could point out some things, but like understand everybody has a motivation and like just just give grace and grace to yourself as well. Yeah, no, it's an amazing. Now, um, Mary J. Blige, when, when a fan suggested that she add a verse to price tags, she hit Twitter, she hit us with the say less. I was like, okay, Mary. <laughs> I would have never asked Mary because she, I know she's doing so much and she's acting and doing all this stuff. So I would have never even thought to bother her really because I know she's so busy. But the fan said it and I was like, I co-signed a little bit, but I wasn't expecting her to um, actually even see that. So, I mean, things are amazing, man. I, I feel like people just want to be a part of like good music. Like it just feels good. People like, yeah, I add a verse. Yeah, of course, I'll do this. I'll do that. Um I can't express what that feels like, especially for somebody like Mary, because I've loved her and looked up to her for so long. And for her to like even consider blessing a song that I did on this EP is, it don't even make sense to me. Yeah, man. Mary is, I'm waiting for her to do a verses and just get all her things. <laughs> you know I, don't know, I don't know if Mary will do a verses. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so do you think she'll do the the price tax thing? Like, do you think that's just Twitter talk? You think you could actually get it done, or, or um, what's we, the chance? We sent we sent over um, the file, so she she probably is doing it. She's getting it done. That's fire. And, and it was funny because I, I hadn't considered it until the fans said it, and then um, me you neither. And it. I heard I heard it at, when the fans said it. I was like, yo, I'll start singing. I'm like, yo, this. This is Mary right? That is her vibe. I'm like, oh my God, that actually would be super dope. You know, I always like to give people their credit, man. So let's shout out Ernest Laurel on Twitter because he was the one who suggested that MJB jump on the remix. So Yes. Thank you, Ernest. Thank you. I feel like Cardi can't put this album down. She was on IG Stories singing to it this weekend. And um, and she even put out there that she wished she could have told, you know, she said she had to tell. For you, she would have known. You know what? When she said that, I was like, we might could do a part two because I know Cardi got some stories and we definitely could do, baby, I don't know. what I don't know what type of song we would do. But we could do something fun. I mean, that's the thing. I feel like these stories can go, they can. They can go on and on because they're they're our lives. They're our women's lives and black women's lives. And so we can tell as many stories as you want. So it could be a hotel part six as far as I'm concerned. Just the, the pitch that you made, right? I, I just want to go back to these tales, right? Because obviously Cardi heard it and was and could see herself in it, right? But but somebody like like, you know, Amanda Henderson, your friend, um, on Amanda's tale, 
what was the pitch that you had to give her or did you have to give her a pitch to, to be so open and honest? That's my best friend. So um, I didn't have to pitch. I just had to ask her, but I did feel um, heavy asking her to do that because it's one thing to have the conversation with your girlfriends in private about the stuff that we talk about, but it's another thing to put yourself out there on the internet, especially these days, I feel like people are so quick to judge you and anything that you, any misfortune or any mistake that you make, people act like they've never thought of, they never made a mistake in their life or they never thought, you know, things that, that were, weren't right or difficult to say. Um, so I knew how heavy it was to ask her to do that, but that's my best friend and she trusts me. She knew I would never put her out there in a way that would make her look bad. Um, and she went there, like she went a little even further than I thought she would, but I was so glad that she kind of had that moment. Cause I feel like while she was speaking, she was almost having an epiphany herself. And what I realized is that if you give somebody, anybody the opportunity to kind of express themselves and talk, most people want to, cause they want to get out that stuff that's like kind of bottled inside of them. And so I feel like it freed her and obviously it freed some other people who got a chance to hear those things said out loud and they felt like they weren't alone and they felt like now, and, and I feel like once you say it out loud, then you can kind of like really dig in and, and get to the meat and the root of the issue. Like once you admit it and say it, that's when you're on your way to healing. And I feel like that's what that moment was for so many women. It's like, it was healing for them, like to hear it. I never heard it quite put like that before, and and I hope for men too. It, it it teaches you just like what you were saying to have some grace for your partner, or understand where your partner's coming from and what they're going through. Because you know when she talks about finding her worth within sex, or you know it's a fine line. Because I I, I think there's nothing wrong with taking um, pride in your sexual prowess and 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 right and your ability to put it down, man or woman. But you know that that really that turn is okay. But just me alone, like who I am, is is not enough. And and then you question that is the real truth that you uncover there. And 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 I think that could go for men too. I think you know we laugh at put it down, but like, do you really want to be that guy where the only thing that that you're worth to a woman is, is D? Right, right, right. Definitely a lot of self reflection. If if you're looking for that, you know, like some people may be looking for just the surface and just like you know the little the little lines that they like. But if you really um, are looking to um, self reflect and possibly heal, you got to go to the the dark places. Yeah, not nah, for real. Um, what's next for you now? Is it is it gonna be another five years? Honestly, you might be able to just drop this off and leave and come back and we'll still be eating this up. But um, do you have plans for what's next or, or are you just kind of taking it day by day? I'm taking it day by day for sure. Um, but I feel like like this project can go anywhere. So the, the thing with Issa, you know, talking to Issa and, and maybe this project turning into um, something visual, uh, a short film or shows or what have you, like... I want to explore that because, you know, I I make music. I'm used to making music. I'm used to making projects and stuff like that. But there are other avenues to be creative in that I would love to try. And I feel like this um, this project is creating a lane for me to, like, try different things. 
Um, so I would love to do that. As you know, the Super Bowl is coming up. I'm super excited and scared and nervous and every other emotion that you could feel. Um, and I'm really just, I'm taking it day by day because I want to see what's happening because I would have never guessed that I would get a call to do the Super Bowl. Like the way I was piecing this project together and like nervous every second of the way, didn't know, like I never thought I would get that call. So I'm like excited to see what is next. Nah, that's so dope, and we're gonna be rooting for you for the Super Bowl. I, you know, I understand being scared, and and I don't want to invalidate that feeling, but you know, as fans of you, we feel like you have nothing to be afraid. They would not have called you. They called the right one. They knew what they <laughs> was doing, and they know what they're gonna get, and it's gonna no, be thank it, you. it's gonna be amazing. And and I just love the story how you kind of went and stuck to your guns and had a vision for for an album and, and put it out and. and Hopefully, didn't put too many expectations on yourself, and and all the flowers and everything that you're getting back now is super deserving. And and, and you know you've been with those artists, you know. And I, I kind of said, look, it's been five years since we heard from you, but when you come, you don't waste our time. Like you know, I think I think you always give us something worth listening to, worth absorbing, and worth worth living with. So I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I thank you for that. So. I I just wish you the best. I hope more doors open up. I hope you get to create how you want to create and when you want to create without any of the pressures in the industry because this is this is pure art. Like this album is, is or this EP is special. And thank um, you. I thank you for it. Oh, thank you. Wakey, wakey! It's breakfast time. Morning is upon us. It's Miss J in the morning. In the morning. In the morning. Miss J. Hey ladies, it's March and our sponsoring organization Pumps for Women Inc. has a bunch of events and conferences and amazing goodies in store for every woman around the globe. Make sure to follow us on social media, Pumps for Women Inc. on Facebook and Instagram. Make sure to like and share and also visit our website for a ton of news updates and find out how you can become a member, pumpsforwomeninc.org, P-U-M-P-S, Purpose Uplifting, Mentoring, Positivity, and Sisterhood, right here on Pumps Radio. Hey ladies, it's March, which means it's officially Women's History Month, or like we like to call it National Her Story Month. Now, Women's History Month has had its origin as a national celebration in guess what? The 1980s. I know, right? Uh 1981 to be exact, when Congress passed. 
a bill which authorized and requested the president to proclaim the week beginning March 7th in 1982 as Women's History Week. Throughout the next five years, Congress continued to pass joint resolutions designating a week in March as Women's History Week. Finally, in 1987, after being petitioned by the National Women's History Project, Congress passed uh-huh, 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 Pub L100-9, y'all look that up on your own, which designated the month of March as Women's History Month. Between 1988 and 1994, Congress passed additional resolutions requesting and authorizing the president to proclaim March of each year as Women's History Month. Since 1995, presidents have issued a series of annual proclamation designating the month of March as Women's History Month. These proclamations celebrate the contributions of women in the United States and recognize the specific achievements women have made over the course of American history in a variety of fields. This month, we are celebrating all things Pumps. Pumps for Women Inc., our sponsoring organization right here on Pumps Radio, is focused on the purpose, the uplifting, the mentoring, the positivity, and the sisterhood women need to thrive. This month is one of the most exciting months of the year, and I'm thankful to bring it right here on Ms. J in the morning. So tune in for new episodes Monday through Friday. You can listen 24-7 on your favorite podcast app anywhere in the world. We are going to do all music, all events, all trivia, all interviews everything surrounding women all March 31 days of amazing female power make sure to keep it locked right here on Miss J in the morning and visit our website pumpsforwomeninc.org p-u-m-p-s f-o-r-w-o-m-e-n-i-n-c dot org Pumps Radio, thank you. Thank you to all the women, past, present, and even future generations for your contribution to our success. Happy National Women's History Month from Ms. J in the morning. Hey, what's up? Yo, this is 50 Cent. What's up, y'all? I'm Beyonce. What's going on? It's your boy, Drizzy Drake. And you are now rocking with my homie, my homie. Since it's National Women's Month, I'm speaking to all my ladies out there. It is time for the first sip. Don't worry, men, you can participate too. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome and congratulations for your very first first sip experience. For those of you who are not new to the show, you know what time it is. It's time to grab your glasses, your cups, your mug, maybe your flask, whatever you got. It's time to take a moment out just for us, just for us, to give ourselves a pat on the back, to say, hey, congratulations for all that you are, all that you do, all that you are becoming, all that you have shared right here today. I know you're probably just getting your day started, but you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the work you did yesterday. So we take this moment out together, the first sip on Miss J in the morning, to acknowledge that, to take a moment and forget about what you have yet to do, what you still need to do, what you wish you had done. No, 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 this is not the time for that. This is the time for you to say, you know what? 
in spite of it all, despite it all, I am still amazing. I am still great. I am still wonderful. I am still beautiful. I am still powerful. I am still strong. And so we raise our glasses, our mugs, no matter what we have in it. If it's a little libation, drink responsibly. But you can have coffee, tea, water, juice, a smoothie, maybe even a mimosa. No matter what it is, you raise that glass, you raise that mug, you raise that cup, you raise it high, and you say, yes, I am. I am, I am, I am. And we're going to take our first sip together. Now, y'all know. The best part of Miss J waking up is what? coffee in my cup and mm, 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 does it not smell good, girl? But if it ain't coffee for you and it might be tea, no matter what it is, like I said before, let's raise it right now and take our first sip together. Mm, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go in. Go take a, take another sip. I'm, I'm taking one, too. Mm. Oh, yeah. Congratulations <laughs> to all of you for participating in the first sip. Let's make this a habit. Each and every day right here on Miss J in the morning, we're going to take a moment out just for us. Step away from the hustle and bustle of life and take a moment to celebrate you. And if nobody's told you, I'm proud of you and I love you. Let's get right back to the show. What's up, Tiny Desk? Home edition. My name is Jasmine Sullivan. I want to thank you guys for having us tonight. We're going to do a couple joints off my new project, Hotels. And we want y'all to vibe with us. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta stop getting fucked up. What did I have in my club? I don't know where I woke up. I keep on pressing my luck. I don't know where I woke up. Bitch, get it together, bitch. You don't know who, who you were home with, who you were home with, yeah. Was he a friend? Or a friend of a friend? Was he a four? Or was he a ten? Mama wouldn't like it if she knew about all my all around the fools and all my whereabouts. I keep on, I keep on piling on bodies, on bodies, on bodies. You getting sloppy, girl? Gotta stop getting fucked up. What did I have in my cup? I don't know where I woke up. I keep on pressing my luck. I don't know where I woke up. Let me rewind, I was with my crew, started getting flipped, then I left my clerk. I was in my bed, acting up, don't remember what was in my cup, but I remember I was crying high, I was crying high, I was crying high, I was seeing things like a sci-fi, but bitch, get it together, bitch. You don't know who, who you went home with, who you went home with again, I keep on piling on bodies, on bodies, on bodies, yeah, you get it stuck. Because I don't know what did I have in my cup? Did I have no 
This next song, hopefully you guys have heard, it was my first single from this project. It's called Lost One. Different people to cope and no precautions. And you drink and you drink and get faded. You feel like the show only option. And if it's too late, I understand. Sometimes it's too late to make a mess. Just hear me out before. Selfish bitch, but I want you to know I've been working on that. I know it don't matter, I know it don't help you. Will no fucking faster, yeah. I know, I know I've been nothing short of a disaster. song is a blast from the past we're gonna do it for y'all let it burn come on
song we're going to do with one of my favorite artists. Her name is Her. I'm so excited to present this song to you guys. It's called Girl Like Me off my project, Hotels. I made a profile on Tinder. Since you left me to be with Think that means I'm getting desperate Wish I could return to sender But you don't love me no more I don't even know a more Knew it was real when you blocked me Sitting on judging my body 
Wondering what I did to lose you Why in the hell you ain't killed me Why you don't love me no more mm -hmm. I don't even know what for Wanted something different, still don't know I was missing, but you had to stop with a girl It ain't right how these hoes be winning, why they be winning, yeah No hope for a girl like me, how come they be winning, mm -hmm. And I ain't wanna be, but you gon' make a hoe out of me Yeah, you gon' make me a gold digger Maybe I should look like a stripper Wearing fashion over dresses Why these dudes be so pressed and impressed with it? You leave me with no choice Oh, I can't do this good girl shit no more You must want it, something different Still don't know I was missing what you asked I would have given It ain't right how these hoes be winning Why they be winning An awful girl like me How come they be winning And I ain't wanna be But you gon' make a hoe out of me Your niggas be making a sale That's what you get a whole outfit. Yeah. Look what you did, kid. Yeah, a whole outfit. See what you did to me. 